Hello and welcome to Podcast Editor, the Cold Trader podcast. My name is Ezekiel, I'm the editor and co-runner of Cold Trader, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Ice Skater, or is it a figure skater? Which one are you? I can be either or. Brendan. Hello, Brendan. How you doing, Ez? Yeah, I'm not bad, and yourself? Uh, we a bit tired, we a bit tired from all the ice skating uphill that I've been doing, but, um... You know, there's a there's an art to it. There's an art form to it. You've just got to pace yourself, and uh, you'll get up every hill that you'll try to ice skate up. Are you sure about that? <laughs> because you know, I've heard that some people are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, many people try, but many people also fail. But some people, they can make it. Okay. So we've got you on here for a reason today mm-hmm. because outside of your world record smashing game changing ice skating you're also a fan of uh, of films I would dare say I'm a fan yeah of uh, the 90s variety Oh I do love me some 90 90s films Do you also love 90 films I think it's a substantial amount more than 90, but, you know. <laughs> well, at least 90. At least, give or take. So this has already gone on far along enough. So, yeah, we've got you on here for a reason. <laughs> and it's funny that you are an ice skater because we're going to be talking about Blade. But because you ice skate on uh, Blade. I, I, knew, I knew you'd try and tie those two together somehow. Uh. Well, it's better than tying your laces together, am I right? <laughs> anyway. Look, this is your fault, right? So you t- tell us a plot. Just give us a nice, neat summary. All right, well. And we're, we're talking about the plot, not Chris Christopherson's sing- uh, music career. Damn. Okay. Uh, so basically the movie starts with a woman who's just giving birth. Uh, she unfortunately passes away in hospital and gives birth to a boy. We don't know his real name, but turns out that this woman actually got bitten by a vampire before uh, she gave birth. So that that boy would eventually turn into the man known as Blade or Daywalker. So essentially he's got the same... He's got all the same strengths as a normal vampire. But because he's a, a dump here, which is basically, a, he doesn't have their total weaknesses, which means he can go into light. He doesn't have bloodlust or anything like that. It's mostly helped by, I think, some sort of drug. I can't exactly remember that particular part, but he essentially goes on a whirlwind adventure by hunting demons, essentially. So No, 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 he's hunting. Va- wow, you really don't remember this film, do you? I do, I do. He does. He that's essentially what he does. He ends up going after a bunch of vampires. Yeah, not demons, vampires. Oh, not demons, vampires. But yeah, he has a silver resistance. Mm-hmm. The bloodlust is controlled by a fantastic drug. Yep. Um, which he uh, pays for with using watches. He still ages. He is not immortal. He's not totally immortal, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Blade Bladington, which I believe is his (laughs) real name. 
is yeah you you say I only saw this a few weeks ago and I'm already struggling oh man I, th- I think I think I had too much hummus earlier <laughs> anyway so yeah Wesley Snipes plays Blade and Blade hunts vampires mm, mm. he's trying to hunt down every last one of the vampires uh, he is sort of half vampire he has bloodlust because he's half vampire he has many of the strengths few of the weaknesses but he still has the bloodlust which controls using a fantastic drug yeah yeah chris christopherson rescued him when he was younger and then they formed a, a dastardly duo that hunt that goes around hunting vampires anyway <laughs> so blade managed to survive survive save a blood scientist or something who got bitten and and they kind of save her, sort of. Well, Blade does, and so does Chris Christopherson. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to refer to them by their names. Stuff it. So much easier. Wesley Snipes and Christ- Chris... <laughs> Mr. Christopherson. Meanwhile, in the vampire world, the old vampires are just basically old money. And vampires that were not born vampires but turned vampires are kind of new money. And new money wants to change the ways and rule the world. And old money is like, you know... No, you can't do this. We we haven't we have to uphold the order and stuff like that. So By the way, racism allegory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's stirrings going on there. Little does Wesley Snipes and Christopher Christopherson know that those two plus the blood doctor are gonna end up uncovering a scheme far greater than their imaginations would allow or something. Yeah, pretty much. We said only about two minutes for the plot, right? That has been grossly extended to about five, six minutes. But um, but yeah, pretty much. It, it, there's, there's a very hybrid mixture of uh, horror, a slight bit of comedy, if, if you can call it comedy. It, there are some funny moments in the film, ex- unexpected funny moments. The old guard of the vampires kind of reminds me of sort of like an underground crime syndicate or like some sort of um mafioso style thing deacon oh spoilers yeah spoilers by the way spoilers it's exactly as you said new blood is trying to bring about the end of the world essentially new money well new money is (laughs) new money is trying to bring about the end of the world la magra um using 12 blood uh pure blood vampires to do so deacon frost's character is okay i guess but it's more action packed. There's a lot of action in it. It's very, it's a very dark film in some aspects. All right. So, would you recommend this film? Let's let's get that. Out. I would. would you recommend? I would recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So would I. The thing with this film, right, is very early on. Mm. I uh, when when I was watching it, I was like, because you know, just the way that certain things happen in this, how quickly the blood doctor accepts things. When you accept in this film that everyone is a badass and it's just a world of badasses mm-hmm. it becomes so much more entertaining and so much more enjoyable there's a very huge rule of cool in this film it's not even so much that but like you just have to kind of like it makes it more enjoyable because the film is definitely flawed in a lot of ways but it's definitely also yeah like everyone is just trying to be badass 
because everyone is a badass in this world, so everyone has to be badass. So Blood Doctor just accepts things, you know. It's just like, I've just been kidnapped by this stranger. There are vampires, right? And, and this and that and the other, and I've been bitten by a vampire. And she's like, eh, okay. <laughs> right, whatever. Sorted, you know. So yeah, Blade hunts vampires. And he does it with the help of Chris... 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 Christopherson. Chris... Christopherson. Yeah. <laughs> Whistler. Chris Christopherson. He never whistles in the film anyway. <laughs> Chris Whitler Wistofferson. I don't know where. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the good. The action is serviceable. Very serviceable. <laughs> I, I said let's part, talk in, about the... Let's talk about said, the good. Let's talk about the good, not... Let's talk about what is acceptable. In, you, know, you know, something about this film is that in, in, in parts it does feel like, you know, the plot is just to get to the next bit of action, is just in service to the action... In some parts, it doesn't. It feels more balanced. Mm. Mm. Some of the CG, well, a lot of CG, while certainly aged, is still pretty interesting, like how vampires die, because Blade cuts them with a silver sword or something. Silver-coated sword, I think it is, yeah. He, <laughs> he cuts them with a blade-coated sword. <laughs> and they... <laughs> Like, the, the way vampires die, they hit the ground and they turn to ash. Mm. And it's generally really quick stuff, and you can see it hasn't aged the best, but it still looks good. Yeah. For what fits in the film. The CGI blood does not look good. Is it, that's fair to say, isn't it? It's very fair to say. I mean, I totally agree. Some of the CGI hasn't really aged well, and there were a few movies, I suppose, around this time, 1998, where CGI was actually... A lot better. I, I assume it was mostly down to budget constraints and time and stuff like that, but some of it looks good, some of it doesn't look so good at all. And that also reminds me of a deleted scene in the film as well, where uh, the the antagonist De- uh, Deacon Frost ends up, beca- I think he ends up becoming Lamagra, and he turns into this big, like it hasn't like it hasn't been fully fleshed out in CGI yet, but it just looks. Like, the pre-production stuff looks horrid. He turns into this, like, big, massive blood clot, sort of bubbling blood thing, which is really freaking weird. (laughs) Isn't it like a blood tornado or something? Something like a blood tornado, yeah. And I'm like, why? I, I guess I guess we should explain. Lamagra is the vampire god. Yeah. So yep. anyway, yeah. No, like originally, yeah, he was going to turn into a, a blood tornado at the end, but they scrapped it because they couldn't get it to look right. Which is probably for the benefit of the entire film. I know. I think it would have been great. You think it would have been great? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it would have been terrible. There's no denying that. But it would have been great to see. Yeah. Yeah. How is Blade going to kill a blood tornado by kicking some needles into it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, look, the film's shot well enough. You know, generally there's space where there needs to be, all that. You know, it, it's pretty serviceable in that regard. You're not going to get anything amazing. A, a lot of the action feels pretty grounded hmm. as well. And, you know, the, the action beats generally hit at the right moments. The, the dialogue's fine. Like I said, you know, you treat it like it's a badass world. A world world full of badasses, and it's so much better because of that. But, like, yeah, a lot of dialogue, a lot of 
loves being like this. Yeah. To kill a vampire, you have to kill a vampire. Gotta sound edgy and cool. Stick a stake in a vampire's heart and it is sure to die. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) How do we know they're not a vampire? We don't. (laughs) Snake! Oh, wait, no, hang on, that's... Different thing, different thing, yes, different thing. (laughs) Also, yeah, Colonel Campbell didn't sound that, like, didn't sound like someone who doesn't know how to sound badass. (laughs) Like, things move at a pretty snappy pace. Um, There are certainly pauses here and there. Tension works well from time to time. Mm. Sometimes mm. it doesn't. But why don't you talk about it? I don't, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't because I'm guessing you're probably running out of things to talk about. No, no, because I like I just realized I'm dominating. I was like, I don't, I don't want to dominate this. Well, I suppose in terms of character design and um, set design, the sets most of the sets look really nice. The design for Blade obviously looks like a badass he's got his um he he dons himself in all leather he's got a leather uh leather vest leather trench coat he looks like a badass like very similar i think to his comic book iteration deacon frost as a as a major antagonist he doesn't quite fit for me he doesn't seem to bring across that same gravitas. Like, well, he's more—he's more of a scheming sort of antagonist, but he—he he, he just doesn't—he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't have that sort of, sort of same gravitas as Wesley Snipes does. But obviously, I'm comparing apples to oranges here. With Wesley Snipes, he's just so edgy, so dark, and it works really well for the Blade character because he is. In for all intents and purposes, a very dark, stoic, in parts character. Do you think that maybe it also didn't help that? Because in the comics, Deacon Frost is like some old. Yeah, he's yeah. In the comics, he's a very old guy instead of a younger Deacon Frost that's portrayed by Stephen Dorff. But in the film, he's a nineties boy band. <laughs> I see you're using that joke. No, you've never used that. You've never used that joke before. Wait, Wait, hang on. No, no, wait. Was it used in the previous episode? Because now I can't remember. Nineties boy, you've you've used that joke before. Oh yeah, it was too. It was too. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, see that. That's that's how. It's a very similar. It's a very similar theme throughout most nineties films. Every every antagonist looks like boy band. Nineties boy band. Robin didn't look like a boy. Robin wasn't an antagonist. Well, not an antagonist, but there's at least a character that has that gives off that vibe. Yeah, because like that was the the style at the time. Yeah, what is the style of the time? Look like you boy bands. Know what I'm re- <laughs> you didn't even know what I made reference to, and I'm so much happier about that. <laughs> yeah, so Deacon Frost is yeah looks like a nineties boy band, and you know that that was obviously that that you know you, you, if you went to this film and you just saw like some old white dude as the antagonist you'd probably be going well it's a wizard not a vampire mm. so you know he kind of fits he, he kind of fits the whole what they're going for is like the you know old money new money racism allegory it's not racism but it is i see i see it as more as like the old money is basically like all the old um 
the old heads of the crime families and and Deacon New Money is essentially like, I'm going to take everything over and destroy everybody and destroy the world while I'm at it. So it, it does it does have that that feel of a a somewhat gangster film. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't, don't you think? No, I don't. I don't think it feels like a, a, a gangster film at all. I, I, I get what you're saying. I understand. Well, what there's you're a lot of criminal well, types that are portrayed yeah, within you, the. Well, that's probably where I'm getting that sort of connotation from, I suppose, because a lot of the vampires are basically portrayed as criminal types. So. Yeah, no, no, that that, that I agree with you, but yeah, no, it yeah, definitely yeah. doesn't. Anyway. Yeah, no, look, he's all right. He's not exactly the greatest in it. You know, he serves a purpose. Yeah. And the purpose yeah. works. The action's generally fine. It's not... It's kind of quick-paced, but also kind of not. It... It doesn't necessarily feel silly. It does feel silly in parts, mostly due to... Uh some off-the-cuff lines and some questionable action. Yeah, but, like, uh, otherwise it's generally pretty all right. It, it does what it needs to do. It's a very fun romp if you kind of turn your brain off for a little bit and try not to follow the story as much. That Like, there is a plot, uh, as we've discussed, and it's not... It, I, I think we've already sort of... It's not anything special. No, no. Well, I mean, like, it, it works... It works within the confines of the film, but this is predominantly an action film first and foremost. Like it, it definitely fits within the the darker, grittier comic book movies of that time, of the nineties. Well, there, there weren't that many comic book movies out in the nineties. Well, not really, but I I kind of feel like the Batman series sort of lent into that a little bit whilst also trying to keep the campiness as much as possible um and then say for example the crow which is a which is also based off a comic book as well that has got a a really dark gritty sort of um temperament to it i kind of feel like this is a they they went a similar route with this with, with blade it's very dark it's very gritty I probably assume there's a few more movies during the 90s that had that sort of same similar vibe to them. There certainly were films that had that vibe to it, but yeah, there weren't there weren't that many comic book adaptations out in the 90s. Yeah. But you know, look at you know that stuff's generally fun. It's also fun that the vampires to well, the new the new money mm. <laughs> in order to finally move around in sunlight, they decide to use sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Cover themselves in SPF 300 plus or something like that. Now, now to be fair, there's a special, especially. Oh, I can't talk today. You're referring to that one scene where they drag the one of the old guard out into the the sunlight, where they're all wearing like, like slathered in 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 sunscreen, and they wear glasses to look cool and stuff like that. Oh, that that is a great scene. To be fair, though, it is a great scene. It is a very great scene. It it's silly as all, but it, it's great. No, like they they, they engineer a special kind of sunscreen that allows them to walk around during the day. And rather than sell it and market it, they Deacon Frost uses it to commit more evil and petty larceny. I guess 
No, he doesn't commit any larceny at all, really. No, does he, he doesn't. It's just more. I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill everybody in my way and use their blood to basically bring about the end of the world. Wait, no, no. He does commit larceny. He he, he does commit larceny. He steals a child. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so we can have a conversation with Wesley Snipes, and he's like, "You can either save the child, Wesley, or you can come after me." The choice is yours. <laughs> it's not really much of a choice. <laughs> Wesley shoots at at boy at the boy band, mm-hmm. and he dodges it. And there we have like I think supposedly the first use of bullet time. It was bullet time before it was bullet time. That's how hipster this film is. Well, back then I'd assume, I'd assume that'd be a damn cool effect. I mean, not many not many movies had ended up using that particular kind of effect before, so you know. Yeah, if any. I mean, there may have been, but as as far as we're aware, well, I'm aware that there wasn't. But, mm. like, of course he's going to save the child because he might be an anti-hero, but Wesley Snipes is still a hero. And he, he saves the child, nobody notices. So, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it's, it only comes up twice, the sunscreen. Oh, but this this film also only happens over a very short period of time, doesn't it? Uh, Plot-wise, yeah, it's... For for what it feels like, it feels like it's a very rushed couple of weeks in terms of in in terms of in terms of plot. I, I think it's only a couple of days. Oh really? Oh yeah, it is only a couple of days because the blood doctor is slowly turning into a vampire. That's right. She only has a couple of days to basically live before she becomes a familiar. But she manages to cure herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this film really like no no it's it, it a is fun a fun little, film right? like at, at the end of the day the music's pretty good it fits for most of the film do you like how at the end like the you know blog to doctor i'm just calling it blog to doctor you know like blood and and wesley snipes because like she's a blood doctor yeah yeah so a blood good doctor Blood go doctor. <laughs> Stuff it. She's now Rutger Hauer. Um, so do you like how, like, at, at the end of the film, like, Rutger Hauer and Blade are standing on... No, they're not standing on a roof, are they? Are they? I don't know. No, they're just standing outside this this mysterious temple. There's a mysterious temple in the yeah. film. Yeah. After defeating the boy band. Oh, did you know that Westlife, cov- Westlife covered the reason? Just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, wow. So anyway... I didn't even know that, but... I. Don't. Yeah, so so Rutger Hauer uh, is is talking to was the Snipes and is like, well, you you can rest now. I can convert you to human. And Wesley Snipes says to Rutger Hauer, the Blogger Doctor, "There's no time for rest. You create a stronger serum for me, so I stop resisting this serum that I'm building a tolerance to, so I can keep fighting vampires around the world." And then they go to <laughs> Russia, and then there's like um something about. How like there's a vampire is about to bite someone, and then Wesley Snipes appears in the snow and is just like, "Do you need a hand, comrade?" And then goes to fight vampires and maybe it wasn't Russia, but it was like somewhere near it's Russia. Somewhere that's in Russia to be like yeah, or a... Moscow, in Moscow, because that essentially leads into the the second film. So obviously, obvious sequel baiting, but yeah, they ended up making the series. <laughs> I I really kind of wish you had told me about that, but at the same time. Don't, I don't wish you had told me about that because it was just so 
I was enjoying the film, right? I was, I was enjoying it. Like, it's, there's definitely parts of, of this film that feel, like, not underdeveloped, but you're like, this, they might have been able to do it better this way and that. And, like, some of the shots, like, the shots are generally serviceable. Like, the acting, it does the job. It, like, it, it sometimes breaks the realm of believability, even within the, the context of, like, thinking, you know, everyone's badass. This is a world of badass. It's fine. Sweet. But like that, that just really clinched the whole film for me. Just saying in in Russian, you know, like, do you need a hand, comrade? It's like, <laughs> why? Why? And also, I gotta admit, like, I don't know if Wesley Snipes ever did any kind of serious roles before this, but most of his action roles were more comedic in style. Um, it does show through a little bit in um in Blade because of times we can't uh, like the, the the only very few lines in this film that we are actually no 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 sh- 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 <laughs> i had to reference it somehow uh, but yeah um most of his previous uh roles from here uh were mostly yeah in action films but mostly of a comedic more of it he had more of a comedic element so like um like white men can't jump uh i i've seen that film a couple of times it's pretty good I still kind of feel to this day that um, Blade is probably one of the best roles that Wesley Wesley has ever done, honestly. He plays the character well, even if it's just a very stoic, tight... Well, he's not really tight-lipped, but he's more like stoic, deadpan most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. I think that's all I got, too. Oh, and one extra thing. This probably would have been the start of Stan Lee's cameo journey, but he was unfortunately cut from the film. Look, at least the film's better than the early 2000s Catwoman. You you don't agree that, like, this is better than Catwoman? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the film, so I may need to rewatch it soon before I can make that uh, comparison, I suppose. Well, yeah, you know, it's just better that you don't. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, it, it it's a well-made film in parts. Like, it's it's definitely, sorry, it's a serviceable film. Like, there's certainly parts that it shines, parts where it doesn't. Its pacing is almost hammer to nail, is almost f- perfect. You know, like, the, the dialogue is serviceable, like there's just some parts that hit the mark, some parts that miss. Like the, the general acting is kind of the same, and the action is is more good than bad. You know, it's a fun it's a fun film. Just shut your brain off for a little bit. Try not to follow the story as much as you normally would, and oh, oh, no, the, the plot's fine. The plot, like the, the story, actually works. Again, if you treat everyone like everyone's a badass. Pretty much, yeah. You know how that cop early on dies? Yeah. Because that cop wasn't able to be a badass. is just trying and failing to be a badass. That's why he dies. Ah, that makes a bit more sense, yeah. There's one thing this film does better than so many others. Oh, yeah? Just want to clarify this. And I forgot to mention this. So I was meant to mention this earlier. Hmm. 
so the origin story it gets so much of the preamble out of the way in such a short amount of time. Actually, yeah, you're right. Because all it is at the start of the film is literally Blade being born, his mother dies, and... Then you see Blade. So you see Blade then. Mm. <laughs> That's a weird way of putting it. Um, and then you see Blade, uh, quote now, end quote. And... It's very short, straight to the point. Other movies do end up taking a long time to explain the preamp, like the preamble behind the character's beginning, essentially. But it, it does it. It does it in a very quite compact it, it just, and and yeah. a nice way. It tells you so much of what you need to know straight off the bat. Blade was born as his mum died. Fights vampires. Anyway, thank you for being on the episode. I'm going to take thank a nap. You. Thank you so much for having me. You enjoy your nap. I will. Good. <laughs> oh, the hand is the hand is reaching through to tell me to. Spru- oh, sorry. Is there something you want to spruik? <laughs> sorry, the hand beat you to it. Um, <laughs> just before you announced it. Um, so I stream on Twitch every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, from 6 p.m. Australian Eastern say Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Savings Time, whichever, whenever you listen to this podcast. Um, I'm also on Twitter under BZ93, and I'm also a contributor for the Culture Radio website. You can find my reviews on there as well. Well, thank you for being... <laughs> thank you for being on the episode. Thank you very much for having me. As- Mr. Brendan, I guess you'll just glide your way out now. Uh, thank you to... I I guess I got an ice skate up (laughs) bill then. Thank you to uh, all our lovely little cult readers for listening to our inane ramblings, uh, for reading our inane writings, and for supporting us on the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash cult reader. Yep. We hope you're getting something out of this, even if we're covering things you're not particularly a fan of. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have any feedback, please let us know. We'll... Yeah. And of course, a big thank you to Sixo because Sixo, you are the garlic to our vampire. Or, or at least the uh, the silver sword that cuts through the many hearts of vampires. A, tr- a, trusty, a trusty ally. Everyone, however you are, whenever you are, wherever you are, please be safe. Please be kind to each other. Look after one another. And we'll, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Stay safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you next time in the next episode of Podcast Eater. Thanks very much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.